Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And it's good to have you with us today. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the podcast today. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, weather report, it, we we hit, we had a uh, second summer or first summer, depending on how you're, how you're counting. Oh, yeah. It's like third or fourth at this point. Cause yeah. It was, yeah. It was warm. We had some thunderstorms. Now oh, those were lovely. Now it's cooling down again. It's supposed to be kind of cold this weekend. 52, I know. Yeah. So. Brisk. A little mm-hmm. autumn Yep. We're getting into so. the fall. The weather report on the trees is that they're looking good. They are. I've been very concerned that for next Friday for my wedding that they will not be looking good, but I think it's going to be okay. They're looking good, and the cold is actually good for the colors, I think. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been told. Yes. My lovely hairstylist, when I went and got my hair cut yesterday, was like, and this year, like, the colors are really great. Like, there's a big differentiation between the different colors. She's like, some years it's just like everything's yellow, but this year you got like the dark reds to the light yellows to the oranges. So you win. Yeah. I was like. That's awesome. Thanks, Amy. Yes. That's great. I needed to hear that. That's really great. Not that it makes that big of a difference on whether we'll get (laughs) married or not, but it's just this desire that I have within me, you know? That's good. We all have a hope and dream. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just like the parable that we'll be reading for today. The (laughs) The tenants have a hope and dream and the landowner has a hope and dream and neither of the two are the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> but we're in the joy of the fall parables still right so, yeah we are we're in the throes of like matthew 21 22 parable it's lands. parable season it's parable season <laughs> it happens right before cuffing season it's parable season <laughs> yeah it's parable week on the british baking show <laughs> <laughs> but it just never ends it it's never week ends after week after week after week <laughs> and to be fair these are not easy they're um, not fun time parables yeah mm-hmm. um before uh, we we started recording, um, Pastor Molly and I were chatting about like the fact that like Luke has a gentler version of these parables in mm-hmm. some ways, and so like it is interesting to think about like okay, so what is Matthew's intent, and uh, like he's why, got a, like he's got what, a he, thorn. What, what he's doing, but like um, but that's where we are. He's Thank you, some, lectionary. Matthew's got so, some bridges to burn. Yeah, and maybe try <laughs> to figure out how to rebuild, but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into this parable today. So I guess Molly, yeah. you want to. Today, we are in Matthew, of course, in chapter 21, and we are starting in verse 33, and we read until 46, the end of the chapter. <clears throat> Listen to another parable. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Here we are. Go again. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants who went and went to another country. When the harvest time came, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But but when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? In the scriptures, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it was amazing in our eyes. 
Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. Yeah. Mm. All right, mm. so. Mm. Good stuff. <laughs> good, good stuff oh, in there. Oh, it is. Okay, there's there's a lot to unpack. You will put um, those wretches to a miserable death. <laughs> right. So I think the first thing to um, to remember in this parable, and I think um, as as Molly has referenced before, mm-hmm. um, is, the, is to remember that this is not necessarily, alle- not necessarily allegory, that the intent of the parable is not necessarily to tell us mm-hmm. an exact story. This is, ex- yeah, it's not like this is exactly how it's going to be. And this like. is exactly how God is, or like this is that. But it's, yeah. it's to lead us into an understanding and to ask questions in different ways and to yeah. wrestle with things. And um, I like even more thinking about it like this is a possibility. Yeah, and it's also... In in the sense that this is a possibility that could happen in the point of it not being like, this is what's going to happen to you. But like, hey, like maybe just think about, maybe you don't want it to be like that, right? Maybe you want it to be different. Yeah. And that I think that's the goal in telling the Pharisees and the the chief priests, right? Yeah. It's like, well, look, guys, it doesn't need to be like this, right? It doesn't need to be like this. It's going, it might be like this, but it doesn't need to be. Yeah. And it's really interesting too, like thinking about it, that, that, that the story that Jesus shares, mm-hmm. um, we, we assume that the son is G, like, you know, the allegorical version is Jesus yeah, is yeah. Jesus is the son. Mm-hmm. The landowner is the fa- is God. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is the revenge, the wrath. Mm-hmm. We that's not God. That's the religious leaders' response to what they think, what is they think going, should, happen. should happen. Yeah, and yep. it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like separate those two and say, uh-huh. what is Jesus actually trying? Why is Jesus asking this? Right? Like, mm-hmm. what is he hoping that they will say mm-hmm. or trying to expose for them? Which yeah. is kind of kind of in some ways, it's almost like that last week, right? Like mm-hmm. the thinking, like the authority question. Yeah, and he slams them with the like. Mm-hmm. You know, the prostitutes and tax collectors are going to get there before uh-huh. you guys because you didn't change your minds. And now in yeah. some ways, this is like I'm doubling down. Yes. Right. And in turn, they're kind of they're making this condemnation upon themselves is what I really notice. Right. Because yeah, they're the ones they responding. Well, what's going to happen? Well, obviously, they're going to, you know, the tenants will be what do they say? Wretches to a miserable death. death. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and give yeah. the tenure to t- and give the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Um, And so that's really interesting to me. And that's one thing we're kind of like leading towards is remember that this, this is spoken to the fair, the Pharisees and the chief priests, right? The people who are the, the Jewish leaders, leaders, right? Right. It's not to the Jewish people in general or as a whole. Um, Which is really important because this text has traditionally been used terribly Yes. For anti-Semitism. There's there's a lot of yeah, anti-Semitism and oh gosh, what's the phrase? The the uh, the everything that you once had Jewish people is now ours, our Christian people thing. 
I mean, that's essential. I mean, some of that is the super secessionism. Super, yeah, super secessionism. Right. That word, yeah. Everything is supersedes all of your history. Yes. Jesus wipes it all out. None of it matters anymore. And that's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is hearkening back to what you were saying last week about the misuse of power versus what authority actually means, right? Yeah. And that's... That's the purpose of this, right? The the kind of the become aware, right, of the ways that you are misusing your power, the deeds that you are doing, and how those deeds impact the people around you. Right, which ties back into where I kind of went with my sermon was thinking uh, along the lines, too, of like authority serves others. Yes. Not yep. self-serving. Mm-hmm. And so in some ways, this is that. This is that reiteration, too. Yes, it's right? saying exactly. the same thing yeah. again, essentially, yeah. right? Because yeah. the purpose is the the purpose of how Jesus turns it when he rephrases what happens to the wicked tenants is that there God wants to give the kingdom to those who are producing the fruits of the kingdom, right? Yep. The right the like you'll be living in the kingdom if you're producing the fruits of the kingdom. They go hand it's kind of like the chicken or the egg to me, right? It's like Yeah, yeah. I it's agree not necessarily like you have the kingdom, therefore good fruits come. It's kind of this like They're circular woven together. kind yeah. of thing, right? Like if we're in God's love, then naturally our desire is to do what is good for ourselves and for others. Right. Yeah. Which is not what the Pharisees or the chief priests are doing. Instead, they're focusing on their power over other people and what they're going to get, which is to me what this parable is about. Right. They want the inheritance. Right. And it's absurd how they go about getting it. And that's the the great part of the parable about how absurd I think it is. Right. I mean, it's I mean, we've talked about this before based on some other other parables is like. Jesus leans into absurdity Mm -hmm. specifically to like, be like, are you paying attention to yourselves? Like, (laughs) do you, do you like, have you looked in the mirror? Do you know Mm -hmm. what you're, you're doing here? Like Mm -hmm. you're this, this is nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also, it's a reminder to, um, I I like thinking through the lens of like that they want the inheritance Mm -hmm. and thinking about what do they think the inheritance is Mm -hmm. too. Like owning what, the land, ownership of the land. Right, which yeah. in reality, that's... You're I think, not a good steward, steward. of the yeah, land. Yeah, that this is the yeah. difference, is that it's What's not... What's your role? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. they're like, well, it's about owning, and they're like, and he, Jesus is like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is about caring Yeah, for those working it, for the land itself, mm-hmm. for yeah. like an extension of community, right, mm-hmm. with authority. So... Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting when it connects back to the... Old Testament reading for this weekend too. It's the it's another story of the vineyard in Isaiah and the wild grapes, right? And the people being the wild grapes. Yeah. Where so kind of what I'm thinking too is Do you remember just sorry, side note. The grapes you, of wrath? No, 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 not the grapes of wrath. <laughs> um it's a, it's the song of the vineyard. Isn't it the Isaiah text? Yeah. And I sang yes. it like mm-hmm. our first year here. Oh, did you? Yeah. You want to break that bad boy out again this no, Sunday? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Darren to back me up again. Um, I, but like, but it's really interesting just thinking about like, that context. That? Yeah. yeah. But like, oh. it's different. I was thinking of the grapes of wrath from Veggie Tales. We are the grapes <laughs> of wrath. We never take a bath. It's something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you could sing that. 
it's it's your sermon. That could be just one more surprise. It could be like, I'm not going to preach this Sunday, but Andrew's going to sing this song from Veggie Tales. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at this week. <laughs> uh, it's been a long few weeks, y'all. Um, but but okay. that's really in- yeah. But, but it's going interesting. back to the grapes, here's right. kind of what yep. I'm trying to think through: is that um, the grapes are like the people in the Isaiah reading. The mm. the grapes are the people, mm-hmm. and this is kind of a more like, um, you know, what are the good fruits, right? So I think it's interesting thinking about the grapes being the people and the tenants being the the leaders, right? Because it's kind of this idea of like how the people in power influence the people who are under them and the the Jewish people. It's like, well, they'll be raising up the wild grapes of the people if their influence over them is, you know, what they're rooted in right now. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's if you converge the two stories together. Right. Think about them in, in, in connection to one another. Yeah, which is a powerful thing to think about too in relationship to thinking about the the vineyard owner mm-hmm. even after like the servants are abused twice right mm-hmm. sends the son and vulnerability that god's response yeah. is vulnerability yeah and right. which then weaves into that question of like so what what is the role like what are the tenants seeing mm-hmm. within this context like yeah why and is their response differently the, like the two perspectives there, right? Where the tenants are doing it out of a desire for themselves to seek to get more, to gain more. And that to me, and that's absurd, right? The way that they right. go about oh, it. Absolutely. But it might seem absurd that the landowner keeps sending more and more people and then eventually the landowner's son. But like that is such a different intention about it. There's such this grace filled intention about it that God, to me, it says like somehow the landowner believes believes that the people have the ability to hear to listen to do the right thing one and one of the things that i think about with this passage and i mean i'd I'd have to do a dive to like figure this out but like to me this screams um practice and preaching Mm nonviolence, and even pacifism Mm -hmm. is responding Mm -hmm. to violence with Mm -hmm. love and vulnerability Mm -hmm. um in a way that is shocking Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, we view this as the allegory for Jesus, but the reality is it's also it's a it's a God's kingdom looks so different Mm -hmm. than the world. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And to me, if you follow that through to the resurrection story, it's this reminder too that even if the tenants kill the son, that's not the end. Right. Right. Yeah. It's that even in violence, God's story of resurrection and life is still more powerful. Right. The kingdom of God will prevail no matter what the people do. Right. Right. Which is the those who bear the good fruit will inherit the kingdom of God. Right. Right. That it just it will keep going. It doesn't end. And that's good news in and of itself. It's not dependent on one or a few people or the leaders, you know. Yeah. And and to be fair, I think this is also like in some ways, this is where the snarky remark. I, I read this as snarky about the cornerstone. Oh, do you? I, I didn't know really what to make of the cornerstone so, like, part. So I feel like this is kind of like the little ba-doom boom mm-hmm. on his on his storytelling because he says the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to the people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this, this stone will be broken into pieces and it will crush anyone on whom it falls because the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. So what he's saying, right, mm-hmm. is this 
Christ who's been lifted up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the theological Jesus imagery, speaking right? About Jesus himself. speaking about himself mm-hmm. is saying this incredible act of vulnerability mm-hmm. is what is built up, but is ultimately going to crush you if you don't notice, mm. right? It's a, in some ways, it's the similar to that that tag ending in the last one of being like prostitutes and tax collectors, guys. <laughs> They're first. Um, and in this way, it's kind of like this cornerstone has been lifted up mm-hmm. and careful because when you fall on it, meaning when you don't see that it's there, mm-hmm. when you don't see that God is vulnerable, God is gracious, God is mm-hmm. seeking this, it's going to crush you. Mm-hmm. And there's part of me that's like, I kind of feel like that is incredibly snide yeah. in like your, a powerful is way. It, it's like a, you're killing yourself, right? You, yeah. you it's a are like, the, Do you see what you're doing to yourselves? Yeah. You you're are your incurring, block. Yep, you're incurring your own demise, right, by what you do. Yeah, which to me is like that makes so much sense when we think about like living into the kingdom of God, bearing the good fruits. It's yeah. not just this like you're chosen, you're in, I'm saved, it's all good, right? It's this right. constant choice of will will I like listen to God? Will I invite God in and will I do the things that I know are good for me? Right. Because mm-hmm. I know when I do the mm-hmm. things that are not good for me, I the, I reap the consequences yeah. of my own choices. And the Pharisees and the che- the leaders, right, will reap the consequences of their own choices. And I think what, yeah, what I, what I hear Jesus saying is, and you don't even realize that. Mm-hmm. You can't see it. You can't see it. And you I f- just condemned yourselves and you can't see it, right? You right. just said that those wicked and tenants. So- <laughs> yeah. And in some ways he just said, he said that. Like it's, this is the second parable that he said that in, Mm -hmm. right? He's like, do you guys just see that because you haven't made a choice, Mm -hmm. you've made a choice yeah, and that choice is actually going to leave you out or leave you behind. Yeah. Like, and I think he is a better choice. And then here we, here's something else that I'm thinking of because we were kind of talking about it in my Bible study today is that, um, it's very much for the here and now too. Yeah. It's the consequences are here and now, right? Which that's a powerful thing to think about because this is often we so we view it so much through the metaphorical lens uh-huh. of a lion into heaven, yeah, mm-hmm. and that we historicize it, like yep. we throw it into the past and just be like, oh, that's that's nice. But if we look back, right, to the the line in the last one, the prostitutes and the the tax collectors will be ahead of you, right? Right. It, a line is a line. Everybody's going to the same place. You're just you're getting there a little later than everyone else a because you didn't later. recognize what was right before you. And it doesn't say that the crushing is going to dis- destroy. It just says it's going to crush you. Yeah. And when you think about that, like if you think about it, like a weight on your chest, right? Oof, right. Like something that That's is holding powerful. you back and like weighing you down, right? Yeah. So when it could be the building block of what leads you to the next thing, right? Yeah. So if it's a cornerstone. So, so thinking about this in some ways, like this is this is really powerful to think about even in like pop psych- psychologizing this and thinking about like what are the things that we see, right? Mm-hmm. That we miss because we are so focused on ourselves or on power or on mm-hmm. success or whatever those idols are right that like we hold up that we don't see that that the freedom 
that has been offered us that we have rejected is ultimately crushing us because of the anxiety, mm-hmm. right? Or that the stress or yeah. the depression or like the, the pieces of life mm-hmm. because we said no yeah. or we haven't changed. We or, don't have the freedom. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, yeah, I just, I find that that's a really powerful thing to think about yeah. is that this is also about like um, self-care. Yeah. This week, um, I was talking with Pastor Bree, and she was telling me about how she saw this little thing on the Today Show with Monica Lewinsky. Interesting. Um, okay. And it was about like self-bullying, like Ooh. the things that we say to ourselves and thinking about that in the context of like, what if we said that to someone else? Like, how would that make us feel? Right. Interesting. Like, probably not great. And just the, the awareness of self-bullying and to me, that connects, I think, a lot about what's the story that we tell ourselves, Yeah, you know, absolutely. about a situation, about another person, about ourselves. And how do we, like, get so caught up in those stories about ourselves, like, oh, I'm this, or oh, I'm that, or, like, I don't deserve this, or no one likes me, or I'm right. fat and ugly, blah, 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 whatever yeah. it might be, right? You know, um, we get caught up in those stories or the things that we think we need. And I think so much about the Pharisees and the, the leaders getting caught up in this story that to retain their power, they need to do X, Y, and Z, or they need to hold on to something. Right. right? Yeah. And if they just let that thing go, like maybe they'd be free. Maybe they'd enjoy living in the, in the land. Right. Maybe they'd, you know, all these, all these things that could come from the good fruits that could come from letting those stories go and living into what Jesus' story is for us and not being crushed by it. Yeah. I mean, letting it just be freedom. It's interesting. Um, you saying that, like, it makes me think that the, like, the Jesus' question of what will they do? Mm-hmm. Like, what, when the, um, or what should be done to mm-hmm. the tenants? Yeah. Um, are they shooting on themselves? <laughs> right? Like, I mean, like, is it this, yeah. is it in some ways this, like what you were just saying, like, is it, is that part of this? Mm-hmm. Like that they, um, without even realizing it, mm-hmm. that there should be punishment for this. Yeah. And, and in reality, it's mm-hmm. adding that layer in there. It's, it, they're it, punishing themselves and they're pushing out the grace that's already been offered yeah. them. Yeah. Right. What if they had said, what will happen to those tenants? What if they said, well, the landowner will come back and forgive them. Yeah. What or if that was if, the story that was the reality for them? Or even said, um, well, that's for the landowner to decide, mm-hmm. you know, and say, that's mm-hmm. not our, we, we're not the ones who yeah. make that decision. Which connects to the parable last week, right? With, am I not allowed to do, or wait, no, two weeks ago, right? With the, with the, the wages oh, yeah, for the yeah. day, right? Am, am I, I not, not allowed to do with what, what is, is mine? mine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So these, yeah, they all tie in. Mm-hmm. That's powerful to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead, we write the story and our story is that um, harsh judgment, right? As opposed to what is God's justice, right? And it doesn't mean that there isn't judgment. Mm-hmm. But I think that that what it yeah it, it's clearly not good what they're doing right. right but it's 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 not saying that this is that this needs that god wipes it all away mm-hmm. but what it does say is that it's not ours to make that decision and that god has already offered grace mm-hmm. 
And in some ways, this goes back to that that um, Reformed and even and Lutheran understanding that that it's not it's not about our works; mm-hmm. it's about our response to the grace that's already been offered. Mm-hmm. It's do we say yes? Yeah, yeah. Do we receive that grace? Yeah, that is justification by faith which is literally what jesus is doing when he's there offering like here here i am here's here's what's gonna lead to life do you want it and they're like nah Mm -mm. no thank you like no that's not how the world works and jesus is like not your world yeah but it could it could couldn't it just be couldn't you live into this hope yeah Mm -hmm. um which brings up another interesting like thing that just popped in my head which was like Sometimes the worst judgment is that which we bring upon ourselves. Yeah, that's the story we tell ourselves, right? Yeah, right. That's the judgment of our own and yeah. the the bullying of ourselves, right? Yeah, that's the self-bullying. unkindness we offer to ourselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that Jesus is trying to get us out of that. Break right? free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Any other thoughts for like no, today? I like think we this? got a lot. <laughs> We I mean, got a lot covered. All right, all right. Yeah, and so uh, just so you know, we're going to get another parable next week, too. Like, Woo. this keeps coming. Woo, mm-hmm. parables. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Pastor Molly's off for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. um, rocking the wedding. Got to get hitched, hopefully. Hopefully? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a parable. Um, <laughs> there was a wedding banquet. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it ne- doesn't end well. <laughs> yeah, weeping next- and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> next week's parable is not a metaphor for a normal what wedding. What if I had chosen that as the gospel for our wedding? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know what I would do. Like, that would be, that'd be the, I, that's I, the preacher's nightmare. Like, what, I what will do say, I do with this? I will say I almost chose the adulterous woman because I liked something else that was with it. The woman, oh. the throwing the stones. stones. Yeah. But then I was like, does this send a weird message? <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. I, I took it out, but I was like, oh, this could be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, I, I even thinking, so just like not related to this and we'll wrap up, but like picking wedding texts is really hard because mm-hmm. the reality is that none, there is not scripture. Mm-hmm. That is about love between two people for the most part. Like Not in the sense that we, get, we think about we it. We get a little bit between like what? Marriage. Da- David and Oh, and this Sa- like the song of Solomon. And Nathan and or stuff. like or um Solomon? Samuel? Who's the huh? I don't know. Uh or I am forgetting. I like anyway, there's a little bit of like dialogue mm-hmm. and stuff that's kind of romantic, um, whether it's same sex or heterosexual. Like there's little bits of it, but like mm-hmm. Most scripture is really about love with God or community yeah. or it's yeah. it's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And and so I think anytime we pick wedding texts, mm-hmm. it's kinda like, Okay, this is powerful, but it's yeah. also it's it's the reminder that weddings are bigger than yes. self love mm-hmm. and, and love for each other. It's a reflection of that God's love. love. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Which is wonderful and beautiful, but it's also always really interesting because you could pick something like that text. And in you some could. ways it would be like there's nothing wrong with that. It could be interesting. I mean, I people it, might be no. Instead, you you picked it. <laughs> I picked Ruth. You, you know? picked Ruth, which mm-hmm. you know is actually like about a love for a mother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that familial love and how does that influence the way that you love in the world, right? Oh, Your totally. Devotion and all that. Yeah. And know? what does what does commitment look like? Mm-hmm. What does love look like? Mm-hmm. 
How do we understand what that means? So really, there just needs to be no judgment around um, wedding passages chosen. And I know you get like... So we can do Matthew 22 at somebody's wedding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) We could. Uh, It could be mm -hmm. fun, honestly. Okay. All right. I think it Uh, would be fun. It would be an interesting experiment it, to like to, to figure it out would. how to preach it in a way that allows for honestly. I for some don't of that know that weddings are really the time people are interested in gambling with um <laughs> with got with texts. <laughs> no, I, I really don't think so. Also, I, to be fair, I mean preachers aside, when's the last time you remembered a wedding sermon? Because mm. I remember lots of other things from weddings. One of my friends, uh, but was I, about I don't trees. remember. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Uh-huh. I remember that. But I, I honestly don't remember about, about baking bread. Baking bread. Huh. So I do actually, Andrew. Thank All right. you very much. I'm not saying that like I I'm do not aiming for a like a good sermons. sermon, but like I mean like, but do you remember like the story and like the the text and like why it was chosen, like all that? And, mm. You're remembering vignettes, right? Yeah, I guess so. So there's part of me that's like I remember where the preacher went with the text. So there you go. Pressure, pressure, pressure. pressure. All right. Better be good. I'm going to weave Matthew 22 into that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, but thanks for being with us, everybody. And um, I hope that you are enjoying the messiness of these parables as much as as we are, which is, you know, a lot on certain days. And on other days, we roll our eyes a little bit, but it's it's an adventure. So Mm -hmm. thanks for being with us on it. And you've been listening to the Queen City Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And be well, friends.